Welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for it. episode of If Memory Serves here on the Night of the Living Geeks Network. I'm Taylor, and with me as he is every month when we wander back through the hazy highways of our memories growing up in the Bay Area in the 80s and 90s. He's, well, this month he's the 21 window to my Westie camper. It's my brother, Seb. Seb, how's it going? It's going pretty good, but I'm, uh, you know, I'm still kind of dealing with the fact that uh, our grandma Marge is uh, no longer with us. Yeah. Yeah, it's been quite a month, you know, dad yeah. dealing with some health issues and, and luckily that sounds like it's kind of making a turn for the good. But yeah, mm-hmm. we, we did lose our last remaining grandparent uh, just it's a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So, yeah. But otherwise things are going good, kind of drying out here in Sacramento from all the recent rain. Yeah, you guys got hit pretty good this last time, it seems. Definitely. So um, hopefully we'll uh, have a couple days of sunshine so we can dry out a little bit more. Well, I, I, I think this next batch of rain that's starting overnight tonight is going to be a little bit south. Okay. I think it's going to hit us a little bit. It's going to hit more kind of down toward the Santa Cruz, Big Sur area. How are you doing? Since last we recorded, you've been to your Doctor Who convention in Los Angeles, right? Uh, yes. Yes, that's right. Um, it was a lot of fun. Oh, cool. Um, I'm already, you know, amped up for next year because, well, even though the convention is in February, the tickets go on sale in April. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. They waste no time getting ready for the next year. Um, no, it was, it was a lot of fun. I was on a couple of discussion panels and that was, that, that was a fantastic experience. Nice. Um, yeah, it was good to catch up with a lot of friends. Uh, some people that I, uh, only either know through the con or know through social media or something. And, uh, uh, this is like the, the one time of year where we get to kind of pass each other and be like, Hey, how's it going? Cause nice. even then we're all trying to get to places and, uh, see things and do things. And so, yeah, even then it's, it's, it's all in passing. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Um, but, um, one interesting story. Uh, that to come out of Gallifrey one actually fits very well uh, with something that we've talked about previously on previously on previously on if memory serves um, we've talked uh, I think a little bit I think in our I don't remember which episode it was now but but a, a convention that we both went to when we were young called TimeCon 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 um and actually, I probably talked about it about a year ago because um, TimeCon 1990 is when I saw Sylvester McCoy, the Seventh Doctor, and then he was at Gallifrey One last year. Right. Um, so when I'm going through the dealer hall this year, okay. um, I, I stop by this one little booth. Uh, it's got a lot of older stuff. Uh, in it so i'm always drawn to it because it's got like old doctor who magazines and novels and stuff um mm-hmm. and i kind of do a double take and here is this coffee mug from TimeCon 1988 wow and i'm like what are the odds um and the guy's only asking three bucks for it 
man. And eight, the 88 time con, I think we, we did go to that one. Uh, well, and mistaken. that's the thing. Having done some research uh, since then, I for what it's worth, I bought the mug. I mean, it's three oh, bucks. Nice. Couldn't really pass yeah. it up. Um, the, the, the guy actually um, used to live in San Jose and okay. worked time con. Um, so there was, he had like a t-shirt from the 89 event. He had a signed program from the 85 event. Um, oh oh yeah, some really crazy stuff. But, um, uh, I have this very vivid memory and I'm sure we'll talk more in depth about it on another episode, but I have this very vivid memory of seeing Jonathan Frakes who played commander Mm -hmm. Riker on next generation and Michael Dorn who played Worf on next Mm -hmm. generation at TimeCon. Now I only up until very recently thought I only went to TimeCon 1990, but I have this memory of going, huh, that's weird. Jonathan Frakes has a beard. I guess he probably just grew a beard during the off season. Yep. But next generation premiered in 87. Yeah. So that doesn't jive with 1990 because he didn't grow. He started wearing a beard in the second season, which would have been the fall of 88. Yep. So I go online I actually find a little wiki page that lists, um, you know, which guests were at which time con and the only time con at which the two of those guys were at was 1988. They were not at 1990. Sylvester McCoy was not at the 88 time con. So the only possible answer is that we went to two time cons at the very least, 1988 and 1990 for sure. And I just happened to have bought a coffee mug from the 1988 event. That's awesome. Great score. Now, are you going to put this on a shelf? Or are you actually going to use it? Or nope. What do you it think? is already up on a shelf. Nice. Um, the the other mug that I picked up uh, while I was down in L.A. was from Randy's Donuts. Mm. <laughs> That's the one with the huge comically large donut on the roof, That's right? exactly correct. Yeah. It, is, it is barely more than a mile away from the hotel at which this convention takes place. And so Saturday morning, uh, my friends and I got up and we're like, we need donuts. Let's go get awesome. donuts at Randy's donuts. Nice. So for five bucks, I bought a coffee mug from there and I'm using it for, for like water and stuff while I'm at work. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, I dig it. Yeah. A lot of fun and really good donuts. If you ever find yourself Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, down there, they are quite tasty. Yum. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> on that recommendation, let's take a look and see what's happening in the news. An ABC News Break brought to you by Budweiser Beer. Stay with us. The late edition is next. A lot of news to get to this month. Indeed, yeah. Yeah, so um, for starters, uh, there are now four teasers and a release date uh, for the scary stories to tell in the dark film. Ooh, how exciting. This is, of course, uh, we've mentioned this on previous episodes. Guillermo del Toro, the filmmaker, is uh, making an adaptation of the uh, famous uh, children's series of books from the 1980s uh, about spooky stories and urban legends. And, uh, you know, I checked out the teaser trailers and they look pretty intriguing. I think I'm definitely going to check it out. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Sounds good. Pretty pretty excited. It seems like they're going for a look that kind of mimics uh, some of the... uh, illustrations that i can remember from the books yeah um, and if and if there's anyone that i kind of would trust with that genre and stuff it would be <clears throat> del toro sure um yeah. so look for that it's coming august 9th this year mm-hmm. nice um that'll be fun um in other movie news 
Um, let's see. Today is the first of March that we're recording on. It may not be the first of March on which you're listening to it, unless you have time travel, because I'm not going to get the episode posted tonight. Um, but Bill and Ted's uh, third film uh, starts filming on March 5th, which is next Tuesday. That's crazy. It's crazy to think about that. Like right as we speak right now, there's probably like prop and wardrobe people getting together. I don't even know how you would describe Bill and Ted garb, but, um, you know, like lots of vests and things with plaid, maybe. Um, Well, at least, I mean, at least in the previous two films, which is 89 and I think 91. Oh, gosh, I still hope they dress like that. I I hope they dress at least close to that. That's for sure. Oh, that's man. for sure so they they will be filming it says here and again i'll have links to all this stuff in the show notes so by all means go to notlg.com slash if memory serves and check that out um bill and ted face the music uh will be filming in um la oh. uh, tempe arizona and okay. phoenix oh wow i was gonna say i was gonna put my money on like vancouver or something like that but okay no it's um i mean what it's it it was san Dimas. You know, this this kind of fictional. Uh, no, San Dimas is real, isn't it? Yes, San Dimas is a real. Yes. Sorry. San Dimas is a real. <laughs> I'm, I'm also lost, I'm also the one. All, we just lost all, all our listeners from the city of San Dimas. Yeah. Uh, our apologies to uh, your wonderful uh, community, folks. Uh. <laughs> Sorry. I'm the one who thinks everything south of the grapevine is L.A. So <laughs> I love it. No, that's great. <laughs> oh, geez. Anyway, I so. Mean, Go ahead. They film, I mean, they filmed like all of the X Files in Vancouver. It felt like, you know, uh, for the most part. Yeah, for the most you know, part. it's like many, many seasons. Yeah, it's like Scully and Mulder have to head off to like Texas, and it's all of a sudden it's like a you know, you know, um, rainforest or something. Yes, like that, you know? yes, the the rainforests of Texas. Right, right. That's exactly huh. right. But you know what? That's not all. That's not all the Bill and Ted news that we have this month, um, because the thirtieth anniversary. Of the first film, I think just passed. Okay. Um, or is just coming up. Maybe it's in May. But we are getting 30th anniversary toys. Wow. Coming out. So if you need some five inch tall action figures, uh, a company called Incendium Online has acquired an official license to make the merchandise for the 30th anniversary of Excellent Adventure, which, you know, I have not watched that film in uh-huh. probably two decades. Oh, really? I oh, wow. I need to rectify that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah you... because for a while I was kind of wondering why has nobody cosplayed Bill and Ted at a Doctor Who convention? Because that kind of needs to happen. Yeah, I don't see don't... that. Really? Okay. I need to see that. I want yeah. somebody to do that. Wow. Do, um, <clears throat> do you know uh, the action figures? Is it just going to be primarily like principal cast members, or do I have a chance of getting like a Joan of Arc or a, like a Genghis Khan? Uh, well, let's let's take a look. Okay at uh incendium online's website gonna bring it up here real quick um so we there is a uh bill action figure there's a ted action figure okay um there are a number of different uh enamel pins mm. which i'm a fan of because i've got a jacket and now a think geek bag of holding on which mm. i can put those so you could get a set of bill and ted's heads you could get rufus's heads you can get the wild mm. stallions logo or you can get the princesses or the okay. phone box. Ah, and then there's a t-shirt. Okay. So uh, right now, if you go to pre-order these guys, the action figures are running 30 bucks a pop. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not 1980s prices. Um, no, definitely not. Even the t-shirt. Even the t-shirt is 30 bucks. 
You know, I want to say that the only vague memory I have of uh, Bill and Ted's merchandise from the 1980s, I think they, for a brief time, had a um, breakfast cereal. Uh, yeah. yeah. If I remember right, they did. Yeah, which is, um, I, you know, I, I'll have to go online to see what it, you know, was it like a Captain Crunch or was it kind like chocolatey or, yeah. You know? They also had a cartoon series for a while, didn't they? Oh yeah, I, yeah. I think I think it was their cartoon selves on the, the cereal boxes. That yeah. wouldn't surprise me one bit. That sounds right. that sounds about right. <clears throat> so yeah, price wise, I'm leaning toward the lapel pins, but that's just me. <laughs> get, I, I, I can see that. You know, anywhere uh, from ten to sixteen bucks. That's that's a little more manageable, but I still think that's a little high for enamel pins. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just being a I don't know a, a cheapy old fart over here. <laughs> Do you think they're still looking for a 2019 release date? Um, uh, from from everything that I've read, <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. Okay. Um, but, you know, so much of that, even once a film is done, uh, kind of comes down to the whims of the production company. Sure. You know, yeah. they, they, I've heard of movies getting shelved for a couple of years before getting releases. Um, <laughs> will this happen in this case necessarily? Who knows? I would still love for an end of the year release because I think that would be a perfect time for, well, I mean, end of the year. I've got a couple of weeks off work. Hopefully you could swing some time. Let's go to the theaters. I would love to. I, I can't remember the last time we were at a movie together. That'd be, that'd be a It's trip. been quite some time. Yeah. It definitely has been. Cool, dude. Well, speaking of other cool movies, now, Grant, this one is still causing a bit of a... Uh, gender-based ruckus amongst uh fans but it does appear as though the new ghostbusters film is scheduled to begin filming may 13th oh okay so this is going to be i think we talked a little bit about this previously it's Mm going to be essentially ghostbusters 3 it's not going to be the universe with like uh melissa mccarthy and those folks right um yeah okay right this is yeah this is going to be um in what do you want to call it the original timeline i can't think huh. of a better uh way to describe it um okay. but it, it is going from the original 1984 timeline but set in modern day okay, okay. um and i think i i think i saw something on twitter just this evening where um one of the boys from stranger things is going to be in it Oh really? Oh interesting. Yes. Okay. So I'm I'm, I'm going to call that just slightly unsubstantiated at the moment because I don't have that information in front of me. I literally just read it tonight. Late breaking potential news. Very true. Very true. Um, now this next bit, I think, oh. did you toss this in? I did. I added two two news things. But no, that's we fine. Do that, can, I, can I just go back to the Ghostbusters? Thing oh, for of just course, a of course. Do you have memories of watching the Ghostbusters cartoon show in the 1980s? I do. You know, I, I I really enjoyed that cartoon, and I hope some of our listeners have fond memories of that too. But I just want to like throw something out there because I mean, I I don't know if we'll, we probably will never do a Ghostbusters episode, so this is probably one of the best times to do it. Well, we, like, we could. I mean, well, that would be cool actually. But like in the cartoon show, it seemed that Slimer was almost like their friend or their pet or somebody who was like a good guy, quote unquote. He was more of a sidekick sidekick thank you that's the perfect term but like in the films he was just a ghost he was like somebody that they were trying to zap and trap you know that's correct 
And it's like, as a little kid, I could never get my mind around, like, what happened? There must have been something that happened between the movie and the cartoon show where Slimer and them, like, got together somehow. There's, you know what, for all I know, there is probably, like, a comic book somewhere that gives that backstory. Yeah, I just, like, am I the, was I the only kid in America that had that thought? So, if if, our dear listeners, if you're listening and if you know what I'm talking about, please chime in, because I would love to know if I'm the only crazy person out there. Yeah, shoot us a tweet at Memory Serve Spot or or hit Seb up directly at Clan McMuffin. Yeah, but yeah, I I added a couple of news things to the show notes. Yeah. Uh, There was some news that came out last month at Toy Fair that Hasbro is finally releasing Star Wars action figures that are based not only on the original design or sculpts of the figures from when we were kids, but mm-hmm. with the old school packaging. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures of it right now. And it's it's kind of interesting. Hasbro, I mean, Hasbro acquired the Kenner Toy Company back in the day. Mm-hmm. And I think back in the 90s, they re-released Star Wars action figures with that older sculpt look. But it was in modern packaging. And Hasbro, for the past five or six years, has been releasing... All sorts of toys, Star Wars toys with old style packaging that have the Kenner logo, but yeah. with new, the figures look like modern sculpts, modern figures. Gotcha. And if I'm not mistaken, this is going to be the first time since the 80s when a person could walk into a toy store potentially and buy a Star Wars action figure that had a Kenner logo on it and it was the old style sculpt. And I'm not a big like toy person in the sense that I go out and buy lots of stuff, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think I'll be able to resist this. It's going to be a Target exclusive coming out in the spring, I think. And okay. I'm definitely probably going to, you know, schlop in like an idiot and plop down. <laughs> you know, I think it's probably nine ninety five per figure or something, but I'll probably drop like 40 bucks that I shouldn't uh, on these things. Yeah. Because um, I just, I just, the <clears throat> thought that I can walk into a toy store and buy off the peg, you know, a Star Wars action figure that looked like the ones I remember as a kid that has like the name Kenner on the packaging. I just, I can't say no to that. You know what I, mean? I get it. I totally get it. I, my only thing, and this is from, you know, my super nitpicky mind is that mm-hmm. the packaging, at least in these pictures, I don't know if the final versions will have this giant badge on it that says retro oh, yeah. collection series. And it's like, yeah, um, like a big red circle, big red circle. Oh Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's huge. I mean it I mean it takes up a, a fair chunk of real estate on the card. Yeah. And I'm like, well that's not really that doesn't look all that good and I don't remember the original packaging having this, you know, sans serif font uh yeah. with the character's name on it. So it, it doesn't it definitely looks retro. In fact they've even like aged the edges of the card. Yeah, it's kinda dorky. Stuff. I like it. Yeah. Um yeah. And I and I, I don't think they had you know choking hazard warnings on it when we were kids, but I could be wrong. Um, I just want to see somebody take the the Grand Moff Tarkin, our Peter Cushing, and um, uh, do him up in new outfits. So we have a uh, um, Peter Cushing as Doctor Who uh, I, figure. I had an ex girlfriend in the late 1990s who gave me a Grand Moff Tarkin action figure. Nice. And I, I think it might have actually been as like a peace offering because we had a fight or something like that. <laughs> uh, but anyway. And here, um, here's Grand Moff Tarkin to say I'm sorry. To, yeah, nothing says I'm sorry as much as Peter Cushing, I guess, you know? <laughs> uh, you know. But the, the last bit of news I, I, I dug up, um, and I'm sure you saw this headline as well. Um, yeah. A sealed copy of the Super Mario Brothers 
cartridge for the Nintendo Entertainment System sold for a record-breaking $100,150 U.S. Yeah. And that's kind of crazy. That's more than just kind of crazy because the the copy that held the record price before that sold in 2017 for over $30,000. This is more than triples and that's that like, number. And this isn't, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but this isn't some like rare pre-production something or other. I mean, this is just a pure off-the-shelf cartridge right um no actually i oh, was there think about yeah so yeah. let's see do 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 um <clears throat> it says here in the article the difference comes down to a tiny sticker instead of being shrink wrapped in plastic the boxes contain the very first run of nes games produced in america uh, which were only sealed on the top flap using a black foil circular sticker with a nintendo logo on it these were only sold for a brief period of time before the NES's national rollout, while Nintendo was still test marketing the consoles in cities like New York and L.A. Oh, so it was like a test market production item. Yeah. Okay. And if you oh, look, okay. if you look closely in the main picture on the uh, article, you know you've got the cartridge and the box in the case here, mm -hmm. um, right up at the top edge of the box. You can actually just make out the word Nintendo. Okay. On the sticker there. So, so this is a very, very, very early yeah. edition of the game. Isn't it weird to think that, I mean, theoretically, at some point in our lives, we probably handled a sealed Mario cartridge back in the day. Yes. I mean, for just a few seconds, probably before we tore it open like Hungry Wolves. <laughs> but just the idea that we held something in our hands that's now, I mean, even if ours wasn't as rare as that one, it was mm -hmm. probably still tens of thousands of dollars now. It's weird because it's like, what else have I held in my hands at any point in the history of the world that's like that kind of money? You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's... I don't know. It's something. I mean, obviously, this is one of those things where it's like, you know, it, it's never coming out of this case. Oh, God. Obviously, no. this, yeah. is, this is one of those... I don't know. I mean... Over a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, you could buy a house and land in a number of different states for that much. Yeah, definitely. Well, somebody out there is uh, a little happier having this cartridge and a little poorer, I guess. Uh, it's actually owned by a trio of people. Three people went on on, on in on it together. Oh no! Is, is it like an investment thing? Oh my I, gosh! Well, I, 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 you're obviously. I can't imagine you're buying it just for the eye candy factor. Do you think they share it like four months at a time? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably that... in a safe deposit box. Probably. Yeah. Probably somewhere. Okay. Well, is it main event time? Let's do it, man. All right. This time on If Memory Serves. We are talking Volkswagen memories growing up with these cars in our lives. Oh, yeah. You know what? I'm really excited about this topic. I think it's it's probably one of the more niche topics Definitely Probably something that maybe not all of our listeners can immediately relate to. Um, but I think everybody on some level has an affinity for Volkswagens, even if it's in the pop culture sense, be it Bumblebee from the Transformers or, you know, Herbie the Love Bug from the mm -hmm. series of movies, you know. Um, and I guess I guess it really kind of all goes back to, even to our parents. Yeah. When you think yeah. about it chronologically, right? Yeah, because they, they both... Um had vws in different forms um when they were young and in the early days of their dating in the early days of their marriage uh-huh 
Um, you know, mom's had a couple of Beatles. Uh, dad had um, an Avenger GT12 kit car um, that he built with his dad. Um, I think round about the time he was 16, and that actually was based on a full-size uh, 57 VW pan okay. that they had at the time. <clears throat> um, and just really quickly to tell the story of the Avenger, I mean, I remember um, very vividly growing up with that in the garage all yeah, the time. He, yeah, <laughs> when, we, when we see Avenger, it's probably a type of car that might not immediately bring a picture to the minds of our listeners i would think well what probably would was to mention the ford gt40 so go okay. and google ford gt40 imagine that as a fiberglass kit car on right. a volkswagen chassis that's what um, it looked like it, it was a really interesting car it was probably one of the only cars that i had any sort of relationship with growing up as a kid that looked like potentially a hot wheel like something really slick and race car looking. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're right. I mean, it was always in the garage. And I can remember, you know, plenty of times going in there and crawling in behind the the, the steering wheel and like playing and pretending I was driving. And yeah. Stuff, you know? Oh, we do that a lot while dad was working in the garage and slapping the horn button on this, you know, 70s kind of steering wheel. And mm-hmm. it was at one point hitting metal on metal. So we, we'd hit the horn button and it would shoot sparks out from behind it. <laughs> you know, I don't remember, I don't have any childhood memories of seeing it driving. I mean, it, I'm sure I saw it driving at some point, but I, uh, I don't I, remember it. At uh, most, I remember, you know, <clears throat> we dad would air up the tires and kind of roll it out into the driveway. And then, you know, we'd kind of, clean up the garage or clean it off a bit and then it would eventually get rolled back in and stuff would get put back on top of it again do you think based on the chassis being a volkswagen chassis like i'm not sure how it like how it would have been titled by the dmv like um like what it would have been cons- like legally considered legally know? it is a uh what's it called a special interest car kit okay. cars actually go in and they get a special uh retitling it can't Oh. It, it's not you can't register it as a beetle because it's not oh, a beetle okay. anymore okay i gotcha i gotcha um just like if you if you built a dune buggy or something and took it to get uh checked out of the dmv and registered it it's it's no longer whatever it started life as you know i know the avenger is no longer in the family but i really know but that... i know what ha- i know what became of it yeah pl- yeah what happened okay this is ready for a sad story oh god oh yeah um, so many years ago, uh, dad sold the Avenger, uh, to a guy I used to work for. Um, and, uh, he had a VW shop, um, eventually became basically a private VW mechanic for a, uh, uh, basically a private collection up in Mountain View. Wait, this was the guy that had all the weird Volkswagens that were like, had machine guns on them and stuff. Uh, well, yeah, I mean that and a bunch of other stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you help start a major tech company, you know, you get money. And if you've got a VW obsession, that can eat up your money pretty quickly. So anyway, he had bought the Avenger. Um, and it was up at, I think, his in-laws place up in um, the Santa Cruz Mountains. Kind of okay. up near Highway 84, Woodside, that area. Um, 
And unfortunately, after a really big storm had blown through, a tree fell on it. No way! Yes way. It's horrible! Absolutely destroyed it. Yeah, well, I'm sure with the fiberglass, it probably... Yeah. You could have trips with the tree won, you know? Yeah, the tree definitely won. Oh, um, no. unfortunately, I, yeah, I was pretty heartbroken too when I found this out and, and, oh. um, a number of years ago now at this point, um, I, I got word of that, um, and, uh, was able to go up to, <clears throat> um, uh, where this private collection is held, the vehicle, uh, or what was left of it, uh, was there then. Um, and I was able to recover a few items off of it. Oh, do you have a couple relics from the? I adventure? do have. I do have a couple relics. Uh, one oh. thing that I always remembered about it was that the, um, the the fan shroud on the engine, because uh-huh. it it the original engine was not enough to push the big like heavy Chevy tires and wheels that were on it. Uh huh. Um, and it and it killed the original engine pretty quickly. So they threw in an engine from a dune buggy, um, which granted was only fifteen hundred cc's. It wasn't a super strong engine, but it had this you know, shiny kind of green metallic paint on the fan shroud. Okay. Um, and I always thought it was the coolest thing. So I, I was able to recover the fan shroud. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to recover the, um, the little air cleaner that goes on the carburetor, which it turns out was an odd Australian model uh, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, okay. uh, the keys were still in the ignition, <laughs> believe it or not. Um and here's how much this thing had sat out in the weather is that I actually I pulled the keys out of the ignition because I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm going to keep the keys. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The part that was in the tumbler was still nice oh. and shiny and clean. Everything else was rusted and pitted. Oh. Um, I, and I think I think that's pretty much all that I'd recovered okay. from it. There, unfortunately, was not a lot left. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Of it. I do have pictures somewhere on a on an external drive mm-hmm. um but yeah it was really kind of heartbreaking man you know when grandma passed away last month mm-hmm. i went through a cd of old family slides that dad had digitized mm-hmm. like slides from like the 60s mm-hmm. and i want to say there's a handful of images in there of dad and grandpa building the avenger there might be that rings yeah. a bell that yeah. rings a bell and, and i know there's some old pictures of like mom and dad yeah. posing with it from like you know 69 or something i think yeah and looking like 10 times cooler than i would ever be in my life oh, that's, <laughs> right. that's right. so hard to live down yeah right now um, do you do you remember any sort of the volkswagen stories from mom's side of the family um no not much oh, okay um i don't i mean the only one that that really comes to mind um kind of comes with um the beetle that mom and dad owned when you and i were born okay um because for me i mean the car that started it all was mom's blue 67 beetle i was literally brought home from the hospital in this car after birth i have no memory of this car do you have memories of it <laughs> well i wouldn't imagine you do i was brought home from the hospital and well, no, you no, weren't no. born but yet I mean, but i mean when did they get rid of it i mean 1980 okay so i i mean theoretically i I was on the same planet as the Beetle at the same time. Yes, and you you were likely okay. brought home from the hospital in it too. Oh wow! Okay. Um, so it just, might have been the very first automobile I was ever inside of. Very very possibly outside of a womb. Yeah. Okay. Very possibly, and that's a totally different vehicle, isn't it? Um, 
this no i've i have memories of it i have pictures of it uh what year was it it was a 67 67 um it was was blue it was blue okay a dark blue um i've got some pictures of it that i'll i'll make sure to share out um i i mean this this was i loved this car i always called it the mama car the mama car the mama car yeah. yeah. Um, there's a picture somewhere of me sitting in the backseat. I was probably two okay. and I had my Fred Flintstone bottle <laughs> and I was, and I was, I was hitting the bottle. Yeah. At least yeah. I was in the backseat. I wasn't driving. Right. Yeah. Don't, um, don't drink and drive. No. Um, but yeah, there are pictures of me from uh, mom and uh, Nanny Kate bringing uh me home from the hospital nanny kate is just a term of affection i was we were not so affluent as to have a nanny um a family friend not a blood relation um one of my most i guess vivid memories um based on a picture was um having gotten home from i guess preschool okay um dad has the engine lid open and back and he's looking at something or fiddling with something. And I'm standing there mm. watching him work. And mom captures a, a photo of the two of us. Okay. Um, and that, um, yeah, that, that's always just been a really big, important mm-hmm. picture in my life. And I can already tell this is going to turn into a really emotional episode. Um, well, well yeah. I mean, do you, is there any do you have any sense of in the past 39 years what became of the mama car well i i know that i recall that our uncle jeff bought it okay and i have a memory um that he said when i'm in a position to buy myself a car i'm gonna sell this back to you guys Okay. Right. So I'm, this is about 1980. I'm four yeah. years old, you know, three and a half, four years old. Um, that never happened. He sold it to buy his next car. Okay. Um, and thus started something like a five or six year period where I would not forgive him for that. Oh, um, it, and kid, kids hold grudges too. Oh boy. Kids yeah. Hold yeah. yeah. Cause, um, a few years ago, I sold um, the bus that I had owned for 13 years before that. Yeah. Um, and I will be 100% honest. I regret doing that. I wish I hadn't. Um, but, well, uh, but I, and obviously I did it when my son just happened to be four. When unintentional, but I know. Family tradition. <laughs> God, please don't let that be a tradition. It's a terrible tradition. Um, I realize in hindsight how important that car was to the rest of the family. Mm. Um, and like I said, I regret it. I, I still think about it, um, quite often. It's really interesting how people, including our family and ourselves have really deep emotional attachment with, uh, automobiles. Yeah. Far, far more than I realized at the time. Mm. But um, I mean, is there any sense, I mean, do we... Do we know the like the like the VIN for the Mama car? Nope. I mean, is there any nope. way we could even? Do nope. We, there's no way we could even track it, trace it, trace it down. I or... I don't even know that I've got a picture that it has a license plate on. Oh really? Yep. Okay. Don't know that I've even got one. 
so Oops. yeah, so far as so far as I know, it was sold somewhere up in the North Bay. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's that's what my memory recalls. Yeah. Um, now there is a twin of the Mama Car. Okay. That uh, uh, the Courtney side of the family. Oh yeah, they had Beetle. Yeah. Um, and so far as I know, it's still around or still in storage or still in something. Um, oh, do they still have it? So far as I know. Oh wow. Um, I, I can't begin to tell you how much I still want it. Well, shoot, I can remember us being in Porterville and you kind of like dropping major hints. Like, oh, hey, God, yeah. You know, I want that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I remember. Like 10, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, and, and, yeah. and even even well into my teens. I mean, I, I, I know at one point uh, uh, we ended up down in Porterville and, uh, you know, basically pulled it out of the garage um and short of a slightly leaky fuel pump got it fired up and just drove it around a little bit just to give it some exercise was that also a 67 or yeah 67 okay. same color yeah okay um and and i mean god i i would have said something last weekend but it didn't seem like the appropriate place oh um but it's true i i i, I want a vw in our family again What's the uh, what's the what's the market rate for a '67 Beetle? Do you think? Uh, I mean, God, with 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 everything, it depends on condition. Yeah. And even then, some people just ask stupid money because they just assume that everybody wants one. Yeah. Um, you know, Beetles are more affordable than buses, and uh, you know, ones in the '70s are more affordable than ones in the '60s or earlier. Um, but I mean, you could probably find one in running condition for five grand five grand okay so yeah. it's i mean it's 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 not like a bus where for five grand you'll get a chopped up body full mm-hmm. of rust mm-hmm. that you need to piece back together and then get all the interior bits for and then get all the wiring for and then make an engine for and then it's i mean buses are just bonkers why do you think buses i mean you know buses didn't ha- there wasn't a herbie bus movie you know so it's like Shouldn't the Beetle be like more valuable than the bus? Um, you would think. Yeah. You would think. Um, and I, I don't it, know. Is, is it numbers? Were there just like a million more Beetles than buses? Oh, or? there were definitely more Beetles than buses. Okay. That's for sure. Um, I, I think there is just something about. Um, you know, it, it, I think it built from the bus and hippie culture and the, like the wanderlust, uh, kind of thing. And, and now there's this whole like, you know, van life, uh, you know, nomad. That's true. I kind guess of culture that, that really kind of has, has gripped us, mm-hmm. um, as a culture. Um, and, and, and a lot of what drives some of this stuff is, is what you see vehicles fetch at auction. Yeah, and so you get these really, well, most of the time, well restored. I'll sometimes sit there and nitpick them, but you you get these really, really well restored, uh, you know, deluxe microbuses with twenty one or twenty three windows and the cloth sunroof and everything. And at an auction, you know, people don't necessarily think about, um, you know, is this really a fair price for it? They get emotional. Okay, um, and you know, you're talking six figures yeah, for a yeah. vehicle, which then makes everybody who has one go, well, crap, mine's at least worth X. Yeah. 
Right. You know, mine's at least worth five figures. It's like a social contagion almost. Uh, yeah, it is. It is kind of a social contagion in many ways. Yeah. But, but um, I mean, not too long after the mama car left the family, there was another Volkswagen from the neighbor that kind of entered the picture, right? Yeah. So um, our neighbor at that time had a 66 13 window deluxe in his driveway that was basically just a storage shed. Uh-huh. I mean, there was a big old stuffed cookie monster behind the wheel. Are you serious? Uh, dead serious. That's awesome. Dead That's serious. That's probably why I would have liked it. <laughs> Well, it's Cookie Monster. How do you not like it, right? Um, And yeah, in December of 86, he and his daughter were getting ready to move out of the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Um, I had roughly 50 bucks worth of Christmas money, which for a 10-year-old was, you know, I'm rolling in it. Yeah. Um, And I remember saying to our neighbor, you know, hey, I'm really going to miss you guys and I'm really going to miss that bus, too. Uh-huh. And he basically turns and goes, well, would you be interested in buying it? Okay. So thus started um, basically this quick little negotiation between mom, dad, me, and him, um, <laughs> for which we bought a 66 bus for 50 bucks. 50 bucks. That's crazy. 50 bucks. It would 50 start. 50 of your bucks. Yeah, 50 of my bucks, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. So you could start it, it ran, and he's like, I can get in a reverse, I can back it out, but we're going to have to push it next door. He's like, I think something's broken the transmission. Okay. Okay. So That's not good. Based just on that information, yes, not good. Yeah. So start it up, back it out, push it next door, get it up into the driveway. They move away, and dad is, you know, poking around, looking at it, trying to figure stuff out. I'm I'm 10. I don't know anything. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm very early learning stages here and it turns okay. out there's just a bolt missing from the shift linkage. Oh. The transmission's fine. Nice. Score. Okay. Um <clears throat> and it was maroon, right? It was, it like was. maroon in color. It was. It was completely maroon in color and I'll I'll certainly post some pictures. Um it, obviously not the original color the original color was um what's called titian red okay uh right. look it's volkswagen naming yeah. colors i just happen to remember all the stuff over uh under beige gray okay so two-tone because it's a deluxe um i remember it it had it had the aluminum trim um didn't have much inside like the back was shag well, carpeting. It had a cookie monster. It had a cookie. A cookie monster did not come with it, by the way. Oh no way! No, oh. cookie monster went. It had shag carpeting in back for a long time, and we didn't have any back seats okay. in it. But we did stick the ottoman in there for a while. <laughs> okay. um, I I remember a few times like creeping over seventeen to Santa Cruz, um, and I think for a time the heater was stuck on too. Um, so it's it's creeping over 17 in Santa, to Santa Cruz in the summer with the heater going and you and me just kind of sitting in the back, right. either, you know, hunched over the ottoman or kind of sitting on the ottoman and just trying to hold on because we didn't have seatbelts back there either. Oh, it's great. And um, it, it, uh, it in the family, it was always known as yours. Yeah. It was always that was Tay's bus. Yeah. Even though you're like ten years old. Yeah. Right? And for me, 
I wasn't and still am not really a car guy the way that you or dad are, mm-hmm. you know? But I'm definitely a younger brother. And so for me, in the 80s, if my brother has a G.I. Joe, where's my G.I. Joe? If yeah. my brother has Masters of the Universe, where's my He-Man? So obviously if my brother has a 1960s Volkswagen bus... Where's my Volkswagen bus, Mom and Dad? <laughs> well, so, but before before we get into that story, okay, can I tell some I more you. stories about this bus? Oh yeah, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's um, because this, I mean, man, this this was my entry drug in so many ways. Okay. Um, I I remember. I mean, it, it for me, it was when I get interested in something new. Okay. Like anything, I throw myself into it, and I and I want to learn every last possible thing I can learn about it. Even at this age, I was that way. So I was trying to learn, you know, all the differences between the years, all these little, you know, fiddly bits and stuff. I remember, (laughs) I remember mom driving us home from school when DSEG was going on and we were all the way out at Empire Gardens. Yeah. On a rainy day. Right. And, the seating position when you drive in a bus, it's it's very weird. You literally sit right over the suspension. Your steering wheel and all your steering linkages is forward of the wheels. Okay. So it's 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 a very upright um, position. It's not like sitting in a sedan at all, and it, and yeah. it takes a lot of getting used to. Um, yeah. And if it's not something you really like doing in the first place, it's not going to grow on you. And it really wasn't growing on mom all that much. And um, so she was driving us home from school and we were coming back up Taylor Avenue uh, to our neighborhood. And she just it was rainy for one. Um, and she was like just kept complaining about the wipers. Yeah. And as we're going along. You know, like I'm sitting in the passenger seat, I'm staying positive and I'm being like, oh, it's okay, mom. It's okay. And the more she complains about it, like the more slow and sloppy (laughs) her wiper arm becomes, mine's doing just fine. Exactly. And hers eventually just like stops, like, like the Ah. bolt was loose (laughs) and it just kind of flopped over. (laughs) Um, And we took that thing a bunch of places. We took it camping in Yosemite. We took it camping at the beach. You know what? Here's what I... Okay, we also had the station wagon at this time, right? Uh, Yes, we did for a couple of years because I think in 88 or 89, we got the Mercur. I'm wondering why mom... Like, like why would she drive the bus on one occasion and then the station wagon on the other occasion? Probably because I begged her to. Uh, I was okay. like, please, please pick us up in my bus. I want okay. to, you know, okay. I want to ride in my bus. Okay. okay. That kind of thing. All right. well, oh, and that just reminded me. Uh, yeah, go, go ahead. No, I just, I was just reminded of another story I need to tell about this yeah. before we move on. Um, but go ahead. Yeah. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, if mom's listening, uh, please feel free to chime in. Is that the reason why you chose to drive the bus on occasion over the uh, station wagon? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, okay. fair. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, 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 we took it camping in yosemite we took a camping at the beach i actually got a bunch of pictures uh that i found in the past month or two of us camping at the beach with i don't really i haven't found a lot or any really camping at yosemite with it those might be floating around somewhere um but i i remember taking 
uh, mom giving me some driving lessons in the bus. And I think I'm only like 12 at this point. This wasn't like, you know, legit, like, let's get some driving lessons in. Let's go get your permit because I had a different VW by that point. Um, But we'll get there. And so we are driving around um, the old San Jose Unified um, administration parking lot mm-hmm. area that's all housing now. Yep. On a weekend. On so park. Yeah. Yeah. Park yeah. And, and, and it's all nice and empty. So there's lots of place to roam around. You know, I can get around the speed bumps without having to go over them. And she's like, I'm going to teach you how to do an emergency stop. Okay. Right. And that's where... Um, you get on the clutch and the brake as fast as possible at the same time, get it out of gear, right? So you can safely get to a stop. And so she okay. shows me how to do that. I'm like, all right, cool. And she's like, now let's drive around some more and then I'm going to spring one on you. Okay. I'm like, all right, cool. Sounds good. Tootling around, tootling around. And then she goes, emergency brake. And I'm like, what? Emergency brake. And I reach down and I grab the emergency oh, brake and oh I no. yank it as hard as I can. Uh-oh. And I'm screeching to a halt. Oh, jeez. Mom Woo. goes, what was that? <laughs> and she was like, I'm like, I'm like, mom, you said emergency brake. She's like, but I meant emergency. Then you should have said emergency. Stop, mom. <laughs> That's called an emergency brake. You say emergency brake. I'm going to pull that. Yeah, right. So oh, awesome. word choice matters, folks. Um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So yeah, by the time I was getting ready to get my license, um, the idea of going to the DMV and getting my license while driving a bus um, was a little overwhelming. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So it's now 1994. Okay. Uh, yeah, 94. <clears throat> I had to think about that for a sec because I did go to my, my junior prom in the bus senior prom i was in a different vw so 1994 i decide i'm gonna sell the bus i want to buy a bug okay because it's gonna be easier to get my license in a bug okay um and so bought it for 50 dollars, sold it for 1500 dollars. hey nice profit um well y- you think of all the money you put into it like i got like custom-made door panels uh-huh. and stuff we actually eventually added seats uh yeah. in back so uh, really do you make a profit i don't know but um the guy i sold it to was like oh yeah yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna paint it purple and i'm gonna lower it and um i literally i went inside after that and i cried for like a day oh because you were you're such a stock bone stock kind of guy for for most of my life i have been like dude it's stock or nothing i've changed from that mentality i have a much bigger appreciation for for um modified culture um but at that time i was devastated just devastated i was just so unhappy where did you find this guy was it like a was there an ad in the penny saver um yeah what did we do at that time um i i'm pretty sure i had signs in the window dot matrix printed signs yeah um and we would get a lot of foot traffic asking about them even when there weren't signs in the windows um, but I must, I, I'm pretty sure I put an ad in the paper. Okay. Uh, at least for a short time before you sold it. Was there any time when you legally drove it on city streets? Um, no, really? Cause I got my license in the 66 bug that I owned after that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, so, so no, not legally. Um, so 
strangely enough, years later, um, probably end of the nineties, I was working at a shop in Campbell called Peninsula Automotive. Yeah. Um, and I just was working on a Saturday. Um, and I was sweeping up as somebody came, drove up a, a bus that, you know, is Titian red, beige, gray, 13 window deluxe. And I'm sweeping up the front room there as he's buying some parts. And I just glance at the front bumper as I'm looking out the, the front window of the showroom there. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I know those dents. Mm-hmm. I know those dents. I'm like, that's my bus. Is it really your bus? And I, and I turned to the guy, I said, Hey, I, I don't mean to interrupt. I don't mean to bother you, but, um, did you buy that bus? For, and he, got, and he, he literally goes, are you Taylor Nelson? I'm like, yeah. yes. Was it the same guy? It, no. Oh. It had exchanged hands a couple more times. But how did that guy know who you were? Because you were on the title old, or something? Old or? paperwork or something paperwork? or something okay. that was in there. <clears throat> wow. I think I think I had gotten a, one of those birth certificates that you send away to the factory for. Yeah. And that may have still been with it. So, wow. And it was still, it wasn't purple. It wasn't purple and it wasn't lowered. Wow. So that never happened. In fact, it got painted the original colors. Okay. Um, And I, at the time, um, I got the guy's information. He's like, yeah, come over. I've, I've still, um, like it had been out of the system for a while. So it had newer license plates. He's like, I've got the old license plates. You can have them. Oh, wow. I still have them to this day. They're up in the garage. You got them back. Yeah. That's amazing. I got the license plates back. I think I even got like the original engine case, although I don't know whatever became of it. So um, now this is this is still a twenty year old story. So I mean, yeah. Do you, do you have any more up to date? Okay. Like, so last Sunday when we were driving from Oak Hill over to Three Flames, okay, and we went up Kurtner, I had like a flash of recognition. I'm like, I know this neighborhood. Okay. I know this neighborhood. This is where the dude who bought my first bus lived okay and so wednesday afternoon i took my lunch break okay uh from work and i drove back over there and i just started driving up and down the streets Uh there's about six or eight streets like i I couldn't tell you exactly which one Uh right off the top of my head but i'm like i'm gonna drive down one of these streets and something is gonna ring a bell and if i'm really lucky i'll look just look down a driveway and there it'll be okay um and I, I, I think, I think I know which house it was. And there just happens to be a square back parked out in front of it. Okay. Now, um, I should have had the sense on Wednesday to just stop and like knock on the door or something. Yeah. Um, but I did note the address and I did note the street and I do have every intention of going back and being like, Hey, um, did you own a yeah. bus? about 20, 25 years ago. Yeah. Um, just to find out. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I'd be curious, you know, do that you haven't, do you have anything that would have the VIN? No. Oh, really? No, okay. nothing, nothing. And, 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 and the license plate in the DMV, I don't know even how well the DMV does license plate searches anymore. I don't even know, especially with privacy these days, what, yeah. how far you can get. Yeah. Um, so think, yeah. Yeah. Well, man, I'm, I'm really crossing my fingers. Maybe somebody out there, <laughs> you know, knows, you know. Right now I'm crossing my fingers to win the lottery because then I would just be like, okay, guys, we're, we're buying a bus. Yeah. Totally. We're getting another bus. Right, right. Because we need another VW in the family. I miss it. So 
let's let's roll the clock back to say <laughs> June of eighty seven. Yes, yes, um, yeah. So you know, by this point, you've had a bus for about three years, I guess. Nope, um, I'd had a bus for about eight months at that point. Eighty seven, December of eighty six. Okay, we bought the sixty six. June okay. of eighty seven. Wow. So okay. So obviously, I was definitely chomping at the bit in the sense that <laughs> hey mom and dad don't forget you have a second son over here and you have to treat us all equally you know you're right um and i'm 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 supposing i don't know have i don't have full recollection on this but i'm supposing the impetus for mom and dad to purchase a second 1960s era volkswagen bus was me kicking them um i don't know if you have I mean, I don't think mom and dad were sitting there scheming, thinking, hey, you know what? Let's corner the market as investments and buy a whole bunch of buses. <laughs> oh, they definitely weren't investments at that point. No, I mean, no. You would um, still find people just giving them away and good luck doing that today. Um, I don't know. I don't I don't remember you being like, hey, where's mine? So, I mean, I don't. Yeah. I mean, it's it, but a, a par- uh, to make a long story short, my parents, our parents, my parents. Um, well, yes, your parents. I, Yes, they bought a 1967 Volkswagen. Uh, now, okay, here's the twenty-one window deluxe. Yes. Okay, twenty-one window deluxe. So, so let's let's let me let me back up a step. Let me paint a picture in the the, the, the minds of our listeners. Okay. Your bus was a Volkswagen bus. Yeah. And it was maroon in color. Yeah. And it had thirteen windows. Correct. It was a a non sunroof deluxe. Right, and then quote unquote, my bus was a 1967 bus that was white on the top yep. and and teal on the bottom uh, oxidized velvet green oxidized velvet green excuse me <laughs> but it had it had not 13 windows it had 21 windows correct and a, a ragtop roof yeah so it had a cloth sunroof and it had yes. eight extra windows in the roof right so you could look at tall things when you're right. driving around Okay. Yeah. And one, <laughs> probably the only thing about Volkswagens in our family that I remembered that you didn't remember hmm. was the fact that the gentleman we purchased this from had a daughter that I ended up going to middle school with. And yes. And I later become Facebook friends with. I, um, I, I had no idea about that. Yeah. And are, are, you two, and are you two still Facebook friends? Well, I think she got off of Facebook. Yeah, understandable. So just, but, um... No, yeah, it's it's. I mean, I'm jumping ahead in this the timeline here, but when mom and dad eventually sold that bus, I remember that she um, would tell me how much her father regretted selling it. I mean, not selling it, really? to us, but selling it in general. Yeah. Really. Um, in fact, I probably get the idea that you know anybody in the history of the world that's ever sold a Volkswagen bus has regretted it. It sounds like. Um, uh, so yeah. That's pretty much the. Uh, I mean, except for the guy that sold it for fifty bucks, but maybe he did because who knows, you know. Yeah, that's um, that's a really good question. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know where our neighbor and his daughter ever uh, ended up. And and I'll be honest, I the, the person to whom I sold my last bus, I should I guess I can call it, um, uh, recently popped up on Instagram. Mm. Um, and so to see pictures of my last bus uh, wearing slightly different paint now too, I'm like, oh, well, you got well, your hair did <laughs> right. Um, so anyway, so mom and dad buy this bus in set eighty seven. Mm-hmm. And they, they let's let's get let's get our facts right for the sake of uh, history here. They pay eighteen hundred dollars for it. Yep. Right. Okay. And this bus 
so it's it's in the family in '87. <clears throat> yeah, um, I I distinctly remember that. I think it had well, according to what you said, it had wooden um, two by fours, two by fours for bumpers. bumpers yeah, not, not the original bumpers. No. And I think if I remember correctly, it at some point was owned by people who used to put snow chains on it, so they cut out the rear wheel wells. Yeah, it did. It, easier it, to access. Um, the what I remember is that the um, if you open the engine lid on the rear apron, there was a sticker from a service place in uh, Colorado. Okay. So it at one time was out in Colorado, and more than likely. Uh, somebody cut the rear wheel wells larger, so mm-hmm. it's more easy to fit chains right. to it. Uh, so, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. In, anyway, so it's in the family in 87. Yep. And then fast forward to about, I'm guessing, 1994 or 1995. Mm-hmm. I'm in high school, and I'm starting to you know, learn how to drive. I'm going to get my permit. I'm going to get my driver's license and take my driver's test. And Dad actually taught me how to drive in that bus. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the bus that I took my driver's test in. I mean, I know how you were saying you were anxious about taking a driver's test in a, in a Volkswagen bus. Yeah, and you actually did it. I just I just did it, and I got I passed, you know? Good. And it was actually my daily driver in high school, in the later years mm-hmm. of high school, like junior year, senior year. Yeah. Um, and I have so many great memories, and a lot of my old high school friends do too, because um, my, my high school friends named it Uder after the... German uh, exchange student character in The Simpsons. Yeah, um, it was there was there was definitely one day I was driving to work and I was going down Hester and I was going to turn left on the Alameda and because I'm an idiot um, I didn't actually I I, I definitely and uh, um, appropriately looked to my right for oncoming traffic but I did not look to the left for oncoming traffic and pulled right out in front of a car that T-boned it. Yeah, um, which was real shame. Uh, luckily, you know. Nobody was uh, injured really bad or anything like that. Because I was under 18, though, I, I think there's a law that says that if you're in a car wreck and you're under 18, you have to go to the hospital in an ambulance. So I did have to ride. It's the one and only time I've ridden to inside of an ambulance. Really? Um, that's a true story. That's 100% true story. I, I've got a story, um, honestly, about my next vehicle about being in an ambulance, but I don't remember it. <laughs> um, and I'm sure, I mean, I, 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 I hate to think how many tens of thousands of dollars that must have detracted from the value of the eventual value of that bus. I don't know. I still accident. think it, I still think it ultimately sold for a pretty fair price. Um, I do have to say that, uh, um, my, my, um, Oh, I know that uh, the, if memory serves podcast is a family friendly podcast, but I do have to say <laughs> that my very first girlfriend in high school, um, let's just say that that bus was where I first got the second base. Fair. So it it had very special memories in growing up, um, but basically by the time I think I was a senior, I'm not exactly sure why, but I definitely got a 1980s blue Honda Accord mm-hmm. that became my daily driver. Um, I can definitely remember going camping the weekend before my freshman year of college in my Honda. So yeah. by then it, the bus wasn't my daily driver anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely remember one of the last uh, times when I was in high school, uh, there was a big party and all my high school friends came over and we all had um, colored chalk and we had a big party where we all, I think it was colored chalk. It might've been water paints or something. I like want to say it was watercolor paints, it was but probably, uh, probably water paints. Yeah. 
and we all painted the bus kind of like in hippie colors and mm-hmm. stuff like that, which was really fun. Um, and the thing of it is, so there in, in the eighties and nineties, um, you know, I tech quote unquote have a bus, you quote unquote have a bus and we're really like getting into Volkswagens. And it was really weird because most American kids, they grow up, um, in their adolescence and they're, they're, you know, they're eight, nine, 10, 11 years old and they're learning how to play peewee football or they're, you know, they're learning from their father, the ins and outs of how baseball works. I mean, we're learning stuff like how you can tell the year of a Volkswagen based on like the shape of the windows. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, the taillights or something. And, and, and I mean, you are a big Volkswagen guy in terms of knowing stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's all this random stuff I know about, like, really vintage Volkswagens that's, like, it's this weird knowledge base deep, deep in my subconscious yeah. that is really difficult to explain to other people why I know that, why I know things, like, about the weird semaphore turn signals and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we would get really into things like going to uh, car shows with mom and dad. Oh, yeah. And getting Volkswagen magazines, getting Volkswagen books. Oh, yeah. I mean, this was uh, Volkswagen toys. I mean, what are some of your memories of some of the uh, non-vehicle Volkswagen things of our childhood? Oh, my God. Well, I mean, <clears throat> you know, I, boy, I, I mean, I had, for a long time, I mean, I had boxes and boxes worth of magazines. Right. Um, don't have them anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, gave, gave them away, um, hung on to a few that were important. I mean, there there were some to which, you know, we submitted letters. Um, Wait a second. We wrote letters to a Volkswagen magazine? Yes, and got them published in the same month. What were the letters about? Um, well, uh, I wrote a letter about uh, how much I dug VW Trends magazine at the time. And okay. um, I was, you know, 10 years old and I just got my first bus. And here's a picture of me behind the wheel kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um and you had uh written a letter um with a um what should we, what should we call it a uh, a concept art uh <laughs> for what you called the VW Slick Air <laughs> the VW Slick Air yes i will i will dig out a copy of this magazine this weekend and scan it uh when i get to work on monday so we can show the world uh your amazing art skills from when you were eight? You know what? I It's so crazy because I I want to say there was even a memory that I had that either you or I or you and I in conjunction also drew a design for a concept vehicle that we submitted to a, a VW magazine. And it looked like a bus, but it was like four or five stories tall. <laughs> Does that ring a bell? I... That might not be a true story true memory or if it was it was something that didn't get published boy i'm not sure okay but I'm anyway not sure i can i can i just say when you scan this thing on monday like there's nothing that i'm looking forward to more than seeing these articles yeah because i'm just because it's like i had this memory that this happened but if you told me to like prove it i would have no idea what the title was what the issue date was what page number or year or month or anything like that I, so I, I can provide you all that information I am really um, excited. Even even when I happened to be at like a swap meet years later and somebody was selling issues, if I saw that issue again, I'd always pick it up. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Because it was like, oh, you know, a dollar an issue. I'm like, 
this one, please. So I've got a couple copies. Yeah. Um, and the funny thing is, is, um, I'll even scan the cover because that cover car from that particular month, um, that car is still around. And last time I saw it's, it's for sale. It's down in Arizona. Oh, is it? Okay. And I was like, man, if I was rich, I'm like to own the cover car from the magazine in which I had a letter printed when I was 10. Can, can, can you just, just for the just for the enjoyment of our listeners, can you really briefly describe what my car, the slick air looked like sort of? Oh gosh. Um, it looked from my memory cause I have not looked at this magazine in many, 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 many years. Okay. Um, it looked kind of like the first generation Honda insight with more of a sloped nose. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, wedge of cheese comes to mind, <laughs> or shoehorn. And I'm, sh- I'm, I'm convinced. I'm convinced. I have no idea if this is true, but I'm convinced the only reason I did that was because I saw you write a letter to a VW magazine. So you I very well may have. Being the little brother, it's like, oh, I have to do that too. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, did, did um, you have? I know that now you have a lot of VW toys. Did you have any VW like toys? growing up or um there i think there came a point i mean it wasn't just like an instantaneous thing um i I think most of what i had and to some extent still have i don't have as much as i used to um i probably started really collecting after high school okay um i've got a couple of things that I've had since childhood. Didn't you have like a pizza van? Um, oh, well, yeah. There, there. The Matchbox put out a bay window bus okay. that was a pizza van, a pizza delivery van. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I totally had that as a kid. And <clears throat> at the time, I had dad drill out the rivets so I could pull the body off. And I painted it just plain white. Mm. For whatever reason, I didn't want a logoed bus which is funny because i've been obsessed with them <laughs> in my later years <laughs> you know original logos on a on a car is uh is pretty rad um a few years ago um okay. i have a friend in the hobby um who also is really into hot wheels and and modifying hot wheels creaky basement door opens Sorry. and that's okay Sorry, folks <laughs> um, was killing me. that's okay seb is down in his uh, dungeon with his north korean computer right now um um and i was like hey i'm trying to find um the old matchbox pizza van i really want to buy one do you know anybody who's got one and he's like dude i've got three nice. <laughs> like i will sell you all three of them for like 15 bucks and i'm like done i'm on my way over um, so I've got, I've got one here at the house up on my shelf, uh, out here in the living room and I've got two at work. Okay. Um, so yeah, I've, I've reclaimed my pizza van. Um, but there's, there was like an old, you know, like chunky plastic, I don't know if it was Tonka brand or what, but there was literally a blue plastic beetle that I remember having as like, like maybe a toddler even. Really? Um, that eventually as toys go gets thrown away but i saw one in the swap meet when i was older and i was like i have to have this i just remembered a volkswagen story literally just right now that i don't even know if we should talk about oh okay 
Um, Does this so, involve Ted Bundy? Because he had one. <laughs> Ted Bundy had a Volkswagen? He did. He had a Beetle. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> Thank um, you, last podcast on the left. Um, I'm going to start telling the story, and then if it rings a bell, let me know. But if you think we should, like, cut this all part out of the episode, let me know that, too. Okay. Well, I want to do as little editing as possible, so we'll see. we'll see where the story goes. I have a memory of us, like, stealing the hubcaps off a bus. Oh, <laughs> okay, yes. I don't think it was the hubcaps. I think it was the radio delete plate. Okay, I don't even know what that means, but still, we're, like, committing a crime, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. Okay. So, so I do remember this story. It's are funny. Are we going to break mom and dad's hearts? No, because I think the they were in on of limitations. It. Has that way expired? Past. Way past. Okay. We're fine. All right. We're fine. So in, God, it was kind of in the neighborhood of, oh my gosh. It was right is, when you get off 880. Yes, that's exactly yeah. right. It's right when you get off 880 at our parents' exit, which I won't name for the sake of, uh, any any potential statutes of limitations yeah right. in the parking lot of that building that's right next to the highway there okay you know where i'm talking yeah oh, okay yeah back in that back park because we used to ride our bikes all over the place oh yeah right mm-hmm. and there was an early i mean i want to say late 50s like pressed bumper era um uh bus and i want to say it was a panel van okay um I remembered being a couple of different colors and it, okay. it was effectively abandoned. Mm-hmm. Like it was sitting there for the longest time. I'm not even sure one of the front doors was even shut all the way. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it couldn't shut. I don't remember really, but we would, we, you know, as we'd go for bike rides, we'd go back. Oh, it's still there. Yeah. It's still there. It's still there. And yes, one day I don't remember ever taking a hubcap or hubcaps. Yeah. I do remember um, getting into the front yeah. and removing, because a lot of times the clips wouldn't stay on, so they'd just be yeah. hanging loose there, what's called a radio block-off plate. So if I you... Okay. okay, I'll explain what it is. If you right. buy a vehicle, right, yeah. they right. they come from the factory with a hole for a radio. Okay. If you don't spend the money to get a radio dashboard. installed... Yeah, in the dashboard. They don't really put them in the seats or, you know, Um, so if you if you don't spend the money to option a radio, there is basically just a plate that goes over that and it's called a delete plate. Okay. Um, And I seem to remember taking that. No way. Yeah. Yeah. I remember there being like an old lady and yelling at us like, get away from there. You kids, you know, that that that's a vague yeah, that's a vague bell, but that wouldn't surprise me. Can I just tell you my palms are sweating right now? I'm, are I, they? I'm actually feeling a little nervous. Like You're fine. You know, oh, jeez. You're fine. It's just you, me, about 130 listeners, well, at least for our December issue in the NSA. You know, it's fine. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, here at the If Memory Serve podcast, we do not condone uh, acts of thievery or vandalism of any kind whatsoever. Just to go on the record. Not unless um, the guy deserves it. I mean, uh, no, I, I we don't condone it whatsoever. But, that does ring a bell of one time. I do want to say we were driving around somewhere. I want to say it was on basically over by the old Burbank theater. Okay. That, um, and I want to say that there was like an old bus or something. And for some reason we stopped to look at it 
And for some reason, I tried to open the door, and the door opened, mm-hmm. and there was like a shag carpet and a swing inside. Like it was literally, <laughs> like, it was. I don't. I'm not sure if this is a correct or accurate memory, but it's such a weird memory that I, it would be difficult to imagine that it was a totally fake memory. But first of all, the weird thing. I mean, the first weird part of this story is the fact that like I'm randomly opening a stranger's car and it's unlocked, and I'm looking inside just because I'm curious. And it's by the Burbank Theater. As by the Burbank Theater, and it has an interior that was decked out like the most lewd uh, Scooby-Doo mystery machine adult film kind of thing ever, basically, you know? Man, um, yeah, I, I personally don't remember that. Really? You might have just been having kind of like a preteen fever dream, but... We'll, we'll have to see if mom can chime in. Yeah, I'd be curious to uh, see if mom or dad remember that, because I don't, honestly. Oh, that, that's a crazy story. I, I almost hope it's true. Do you remember going to like Volkswagen like car shows and stuff? Oh at yeah, Kelly Park. Absolutely, you know? yeah. Or like Kelly uh, Park. Alameda Alameda County Fairgrounds. Yeah, we used to go to the Pleasanton Bug Bash. Pleasanton, Pleasanton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, the uh, the the cover art that you will see for for this month's uh, episode, if you check it out on SoundCloud or are on, is going to be a picture of the two of us at nice. a Pleasanton Bug Bash. Um, it's horribly 80s. In fact, I, I really kind of still wish I had the, the shorts that I'm wearing in that picture. But um, yeah, that 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 one's from a Pleasanton Bug Bash. Got a bunch of pictures uh, uh, all boxed up from from old Bug Bashes. In fact, I come to think of it, I have got a box of pictures up in my closet just mm. of VW shows. Oh, really? Um, I might dig that out this weekend, too, and, and pull out some choice uh, pictures of the vehicles that we are talking about. One of the few Volkswagen memories that I had that I don't think you had um, was regarding um, a VHS tape that I desperately tried to look for the past couple of weeks at okay. my dad's house. Oh, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. And if I remember correctly, if memory serves, um, we had a microphone attachment to our old family VCR that would allow us to dub our voices over recorded programs yeah and um i remember us dubbing over portions of the stephen king film stand by me yeah and there's a portion of the film when the kids are crossing a railroad trestle and then a steam train comes up and they have to yell train you know and they have to start running away Mm -hmm. and i remember us like thinking we were really hilarious and when he yelled train I had him, I had Will Wheaton yell barn door, <laughs> which is like, now the, the phrase barn door in Volkswagen terms, if I'm not mistaken, referred to a special style of the um, engine panel on the rear of a bus yeah. that if it was a larger size indicated it was an earlier year of bus from the fifties. Right. Right. So let me, let so, me give, let me give a little history yeah, yeah, on that. So, yeah. so. Even though if you actually go to a barn and open the barn doors, they swing open like cargo doors would on split window buses. That's not what it refers to. Barn door buses were built from uh, the beginning of production in 1950 through March of 55. Okay. And they are... I love how you know that, by the way. Seriously, like you were saying, the deepest recesses of your mind... Yeah. All these facts are just waiting there to come back up to the surface. So yeah, March of 55. um, And they are... Um, known uh, by if you look at the engine lid and it in back and it literally takes up you know two thirds of the height of the bus there's no rear hatch to open Um, that is a barn door bus Um, 
barn door buses also didn't have a front fresh air scoop uh, above the front windows. It, it was kind of like the thing, you know how people, when they're on a car trip, they play slug bug and they hit each other if they see a Volkswagen Beetle? Yep. It, we didn't hit each other, but it was like, for us, if we were driving around with mom and dad, if we saw a bus with one of these larger back doors, that was like a big thing. It was like, oh, that's a really old one. That's a barn door. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember the barn door thing. I think also if the turn signal lights on the front of a bus were like pointed out. like Yeah, bullet shape. Bullet shaped. That was like another indicator of something being old. Yeah, the earlier ones than the, uh, the fried egg what are called the fried egg lenses started in 62. And I remembered if the window in the back of a beetle or the window in the front of a bus was split down the middle, that meant it was older. And if it wasn't split down the middle, it was later. Yes. I think. Yeah, you're correct. Okay. Okay. You're absolutely correct in that. Um, Yeah. It's, um, it's kind of funny how some of this stuff just uh, sticks out. Speaking, speaking of semaphores, let's talk semaphore turn signals here. Let's do it. Because that that also indicates something really early. Because it's a little, it's a little signal that sits in the the um, let's see, that's the A pillar, the B pillar, so just behind the front door. That when you put on your turn indicator, instead of a flashing light down at your bumper or your your fender, this little thing comes out like a little hand sticking out, saying, "Hey, I'm going to turn this way." It, ladies and gentlemen, if you have never driven behind a vehicle that had semi four turn signals. It is a trip. I mean, yeah. it is literally like a little metallic piece of the car jumping out of the car to point which way you're going to turn. I mean, it's like something out of a cartoon. It, it, it really is. Um, and it, it's just it's just an older style. I mean, it's it's things change. Um, yeah. It's, but it's, but it's going cooler. back to yeah, going back to some of the car shows that we go to, uh, we used to go to one um, where the Fremont Auto Mall currently is there used to be okay. baylands raceway oh there yeah. used to be a, a drag is it not strip there, there. no no it's long gone oh no it is long gone it has been gone oh. for an incredibly long time but we have home movie yeah. footage of being at baylands and yeah. this was probably i want to say it was 88 okay um it might have been 87 but 88 sounds more correct i think we've also got some kelly park footage from that same year um, but we have video footage of, uh, somebody doing what we termed semaphore exercises yeah. and, and doing a, a, what a, a single rep of 10, <clears throat> so to speak. Um, one, one of the other key standouts from, uh, Baylands Raceway was a, um, highly customized, um, 21 window bus okay. that was purple and i think there were some pink accents on it um the front doors might have been uh switched to like suicide style okay so they opened the other way i can't no no i take that back i think they still open normally okay. um and that was that was a, a like a big thing that was like a, a very purposely built uh show vehicle um, and it's and it's funny is just in in recent years that's actually popped back up uh, on the internet for sale. Oh really? Um, and it was just a trip. It still looks that way. It's mm-hmm. aged. It doesn't have quite the the luster that it once did, but it hasn't changed from the eighties. Oh, that's awesome! It's a total time capsule vehicle. Again, if I won the lottery, right? Right. 
so so here we are. We're in the early mid nineties. Mm-hmm. You sold your bus. My bus is still in the family, but you go ahead and you. Uh, there's a new Volkswagen entering your life, right? Yeah, yeah. I picked up a, a red '66 Beetle. It was really nice shape. I mean, paints nice. It's beautiful. Oh yeah, it's, it's a great car. This is this is the one that I got my license in literally the night before my senior prom. I was no like way. one of the last appointments. Oh wow! On a Friday. Nice. Um, and then the very next day was senior prom. And I'll tell you this right now. Patent leather shoes really like to slip <laughs> off the pedals. That's I can't awesome. tell you how many times I nearly lurched that car into something because my foot came off the clutch too fast. <laughs> um, and that was a great Beetle. I mean, that that Beetle, you know, I mean, I took it to car shows. I actually yeah. got a couple of trophies with it. Do you mind if I ask how much you paid for it? Oh boy, um, for roughly just ballpark under ten thousand. Oh, well, it oh, must have been far I mean, said that they're under ten thousand. Far under ten thousand. I 2, mean, I, I at most. Yeah. Yeah, at most it might have been even twelve hundred. Twelve hundred. Um, um, it was great. I mean, I I remember this. I mean, this was the car that I, you know, had my first like freedom to drive wherever I wanted to. Right. With it. This this is one that I started going to college in. This is the one um you know, uh I, I, I dated a gal up in San Francisco for a while and I'm like, Well I'm I'm gonna drive up there. Did you ever I hate driving vehicles? on hills. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh Did yeah, yeah. I or? yeah, it was. It was Catherine. Catherine, okay. Yeah. Cause she's a redhead. Because mm-hmm. the Beetle was red. Mm-hmm. Um I, yeah, I mean, I drove that all over the place. In fact, I I, I used to uh, drive it down to visit friends uh, that I had met <clears throat> on the uh, the people to people trips that we'll be talking about next month. Oh yeah. Um, in fact, I've actually got a story that I'm going to save for next month that involves a barn door that you oh. found oh. in Europe. I'm intrigued. But I'm going to say that story for, well, geez, now see, I'm kind of torn because. You can tell I'm like half now, half later. Yeah. Well, long story short, I'll tell the long story next month. I'll tell the short story this month. Sounds good. Um, Give folks reasons to tune in next month. But um, when you were on your people to people trip in Europe, um, which is funny because now I remember VW stories from my people to people trip. God dang it. Um, <laughs> um, you took a picture like out of the tour bus mm-hmm. of a barn door bus, mm-hmm. and I'm like, mm-hmm. "What are the odds?" Mm-hmm. You know, and you brought this picture back for me. Mm-hmm. Years later, I scan that picture and I put it up on an internet site called The Samba. That yeah, is like the, the go-to place, yeah, for VW stuff. If you're looking for parts, information, car sales, anything, that's the place. I have to no go. idea what the word Samba means, but yeah, I uh, know the website. Deluxe Microbus. Oh, okay. Um, was my bus a deluxe microbus? Yes. Oh, my, so my bus was a Samba? Yes. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Yes, it was. Um, and I put that picture up there, and I, and I yeah. had the story with it. And yeah. sure enough, <laughs> the owner finds me. Oh, oh like, that, that that's my bus. Identical... I'm like, are you kidding me? Because of the license plate? Um, other Other identifying marks. There was like the country sticker. It must have been. It must have been back. Budapest. Uh, I don't remember. I think it was. Oh. I think it was in Hungary. Yeah, I think I'm sure so. It was Hungary. Yeah. Um, and again, I'll just I'll I'll 
tell my story because I I visited New Zealand, Australia. Um, that was 93 for me, 94 for you. Again, tune in next month. We'll talk more about yeah. these trips in detail. Right. Um, but I had, <clears throat> in a fairly pre-internet age for us, gotten in touch with people of the uh, the combi club down in Sydney, Australia. What's a combi? Uh, a, a combi is just a general term that Aussies will use for buses. Combi, okay. short for combination. It's a type okay. of 11 window bus that oh. could either haul cargo or haul people. Okay. That's combination. Um, and there was a particular day during our stay in that city where we just had some free time to go exploring. Um, and I actually managed to get in touch with this group and for some reason our chaperones either didn't know or were totally okay <laughs> with me hopping into a car into a bus right hand drive bus no less okay. and driving around sydney a little bit oh nice um so I've, I've i've gotten to experience you know sitting where i would normally sit in a bus and not having a steering wheel in front of me well that's one up on me i've never driven uh abroad ever so that's really cool I yeah like um okay. So that was interesting. I mean, I've, I've, I've driven a Kubel wagon. A Kubel wagon was a wartime. Well, yeah, uh, that's, the, that's the one I remember with like a machine gun on it. Right? Yeah. Well, this, this one didn't have oh. a machine gun in it, but it did. I did happen to drive it back from a show for a friend of mine. Yeah, you parked it in front of the old lady's house, and I went outside, and it was like... Oh, did I? Like an, maybe it was amphibious. I don't know what I remember. No, I I did, I've, I've not driven a swim wagon. All I remember is there it was, was a one point in the late 90s or early 20s when you and somebody else had a really classic Volkswagen outside, but it was like something straight out of like the Dirty Dozen or something. Well, it it probably was the Kubel. And, and it was in front of the old lady's house. I remember that's, that. That's pretty funny. I don't remember parking it in front of the old lady's house. Um, okay. But I, I do remember that the, the points in the distributor had closed up, so I could only hit a certain max speed and i'm trying to drive it on the freeway on memorial day weekend and i'm thinking oh god there's all these vets around me going hey i remember that vehicle yeah you're on the wrong side there buddy yeah but i mean that's kind of funny because it's like the kubel kubel i don't even know how to pronounce it kubel Um, wagon thank you kubel wagon the kubel wagon yeah i mean it's basically a thing right like a thing driven by patty and selma from the simpsons right yeah that's right I mean, you go from like World War II German army vehicle to like, I mean, I don't even know if the thing. It was is, basically I mean, the VW Jeep. But yeah, but it was like, when you think VW, you think curved lines, or at least I do. Yes. And this is like totally not curved lines. No, you know? because right, you know, angles are easy. Flat panels are easier to make in wartime than curved panels. But I mean, when you think about the buses or the bugs. You know, those are the hippie vehicles. Mm-hmm. I mean, who drove the thing? Was it just like really uptight, stu- like like Republicans and yuppies, or was no. it like? Oh no, not at all. No, 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 no. The, the the I mean, the thing was basically an off road vehicle. Are you kidding me? Oh no, not in the slightest. Wow. Okay. And it was only sold in America for two years, but it was sold in the rest of the world for many, many more years than that. Are there people as passionate about things as there are about Beatles and buses? Yes. Oh really? Okay. Definitely. Okay. Definitely. Um, but going back to my, my red 66, um, I mean, I remember, yeah. And I, I, I remember mom asking me to like, you know, don't, don't drive it over to Santa Cruz until you've had some more 
you know, driving experience. And so what do I do like the next weekend as I pick up my friend Jonathan and we'd proceed to take old Santa Cruz highway over to Santa Cruz (laughs) and it's, and it's, and it's like socked in foggy at the top there. So I'm going super slow. Um, but, um, unfortunately in December of 96, um, I'll gloss over the part where I'm married to my first wife at the time. Don't want to dive too far into that. But I was driving over to our friends in Mountain View. These are the same people that we have the Bay Area X-Files encounter group with. So I'm driving from Sunnyvale to Mountain View at the time. It's a short stretch. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was rear-ended by a drunk driver. Um, And 66 Bug has got low back seats, so there's no head and neck support. Um, So from what I understand, because I remember leaving, and then I remember waking up at Stanford Hospital. I have seven yeah. hours of my life that I, I literally have no actual memory of. I've pieced it together from police reports and stories and stuff. That was crazy. I remember when you were in the hospital. Yeah. Now, do you, and like, thank God you recovered, you know? I mean. Oh, yeah. I was, I was actually in, in pretty good shape, except for a little bit of short term memory loss. Yeah. Um, and like, you I smacked to my eat head. Eggs. <laughs> yes. Yes. I smacked my head pretty hard. Yeah. Um, you know, my, my neck has always been a little, you know, crunchy sounding ever since then um and i I think i had like a scrape on my wrist or something Uh um and and yes for whatever reason that that next morning when i when i woke up at the hospital kind of trying to remember stuff still breakfast was put down in front of me there were scrambled eggs in it i ate them i didn't like them before um but i just ate them and i've liked them ever since that's amazing that knocked a little bit of sense into me i guess well it knocked something did something yeah so that was 97, right? That was December of 96. That was December of 96. Yeah. And you didn't have your second bus by that point, right? Um, No. Okay. I, but I did. Yeah, let's see. After that, I had a blue 65 11 window, a combi um, that I had for a couple years. And then I don't even remember that one. Well, no, because you were you were off in college and I was. Yeah. um. Wow. You know, I was I was off in Sunnyvale. Okay. Um, I mean, still going to school in Merritt and all that, but yeah. Um, uh, had that for a few years. Eventually, sold it. That went to Japan and got completely restored. Oh, you um, kidding me? No, I've never seen pictures of it, but that that that's what I've heard. Yeah. Okay. Um, it had for a very short time had a, a really rough '62 Beetle after that. Okay. That I sold to a guy in Kalamazoo, Michigan, who actually came out uh, in winter, no less. Took Greyhound all the way out to Sunnyvale, mm-hmm. bought the bug, mm-hmm. drove it back. And I said, dude, shoot me an email or something when you get back, just so I know you got back okay. Mm-hmm. And didn't hear from him for the longest time. And I'm like, oh, my God, this guy is dead in a ditch somewhere. Oh. You know, and then like months later. Finally got an email being like, hey, I actually made it back. <laughs> I actually made it back. And I, I, I lost your info, so I, I, I just found it, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but but now we're getting up into the 2000s and stuff. And I know that, that that's moving outside of our our window. But, I, you know, I would go from bug to bus for a while. And that lasted till about 2003. And I bought a bus. And then that's the one that I had up until 2016. So you had the second, not the second bus, but like 
the second, in terms of like long term buses, the second long term bus you had from 2003 to 2016, right? Uh, yeah. And was did that one have a name? Um, I'm guessing no. Not not really. <laughs> but no. now, what what year was it? That one was a 67. The last one that I had was a 67. Camper. But it always, it, yeah, it was, it looked, cause it looked different. I mean, not color wise, but it looked different than the maroon colored one. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah. It started life as a panel van and got, got converted to a camper at some point. Converted like, um, like an aftermarket kind of deal. Or... Um, basically, Oh, okay. Long, how do I make this history story lesson short? Um, there was a time in the sixties when, official vw campers the westphalia campers were so popular okay right that's like all dealers wanted to bring in but volkswagen all was also making trucks and panel vans and all sorts of stuff like that and so volkswagen would be like okay we'll sell you these campers you know we'll, we'll ship you these campers but you've got to take this many trucks and vans too mm. and the dealers would be like uh okay fine we we need those westies um, but then it occurred to many of them, um, because there were many different kinds. Well, why don't we just take these panel vans mm-hmm. and convert them to campers? I mean, yeah, they're not Westphalia's, but not everybody's going to, you know, be able to afford a Westphalia. We can sell these as other campers. So they would work with local conversion companies, okay. Roadrunner, Riviera, Sundial, Easy, uh, stuff like that. And they would convert them into campers. Okay. So, Nick, my memories of this bus in your life was a memory of of pain, not happy memories, of of struggling to fix something and then it would break down and you would struggle to fix it again. Uh, It it wasn't, it didn't, my memories of it weren't happy memories. I mean, but it sounds like you have fond memories. Well, I mean, again, we're we're moving out of the 90s. We're moving out of the 80s and 90s. Um, You know, I definitely uh, struggled for a bit. Yeah. Um, just trying to find a happy spot. Um, uh-huh. You know, it, it, it was my daily driver for a long time. There were yeah. ye- there were some years there where I was putting upwards of 14,000 miles mm-hmm. uh, just in commuting. And that puts a lot of wear and tear yeah. on a um, almost 50-year-old car. Um, so yeah, there, there was some frustration. Um, there was definitely some anxiety, um, feeling like if something broke, I, I had the weekend to fix it and then it had to be fixed and, and I, I couldn't, things were complex. Okay. Um, I'll leave it at that. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, in like a love hate relationship. Yeah, Yeah, it was. Uh, it was, and uh, there there came a stretch of a few years where I was trying to decide if I wanted to keep going forward uh, with that, um, and I ultimately made a choice, and it felt like the right choice at the time, um, and I think looking back, what would have been smarter if I was just like, you know what, look, I just need to just park this here for a while and I remember- not focus on it so much. I remember years ago, your son, my nephew, Perrin, would, like, get little wrenches and stuff and, like, mm-hmm. try to help you fix stuff yep. on it, you know? Yep. Um, and, 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 and all the while, while you're having this bus, of course, quote-unquote my bus, Uter, is still in the family. It's still at mom and dad's house. Yeah, let's but, shift but, back to that topic. 
yeah, by this point, it's not really a daily driver in any sense. In fact, if anything, it's being used by mom and dad, as far as I can tell, as storage for groceries from Costco. <laughs> yeah, so like not so much food, but yeah. And, yeah, it's dry yeah. goods, basically, you know. Um, and I can't tell you how many times I can remember being at mom and dad's house on a weekend or whatever. And, you know, at least once a weekend, it seemed somebody would come and ring on the doorbell and inquire about trying to buy the bus. Yeah. Um, which is, I mean, I, I know that buses were always popular, but they, I don't remember back in the eighties and nineties, people coming to the door all the, like every weekend, literally, and asking if they wanted to buy our bus. Um, you know, sell, you know, there, there, there was enough interest that, that for years dad had signs, uh, yeah. in the 21 window saying that it wasn't for sale. Oh yeah. No, I remember that. I remember all that, but it's like, um, even with that sign, I remember only in the two thousands, like the late, like maybe tw- 2010 to, to 2015. Yeah. Like it, people just like every weekend. Well, every I, weekend. because, like because you were, you were hitting peak fever for, for buses. It was the height of the market. The top it, of the bubble. It, yeah. I, I still don't know that the bubbles popped, but, oh. um, it was, it was and, still huge. Uh, Everybody was like, and, and, and the deluxes were the cream of the crop. Right. Yeah. My, my quote unquote my bus was special and and I say my bus I mean my name was never on the title so it really yeah, well, bus, but, but my name was never on the title of my first bus so well you know but but the thing of it is it's I guess that one because I had the twenty one windows and the ragtop was more desirable I guess. absolutely and I think if I'm not mistaken due to the need for a lot of plumbing work and very expensive plumbing work yeah. mind you mom and dad eventually uh, sold it back in 2017 yeah um, they they at... actually um they needed to get the entire house repiped right and, um, and i'm looking at the the notes that you put together so so 2017 that's about 30 years after they first bought it for 1800 dollars. yep and they sold it for is, am i reading this right Thirty eight thousand dollars. yeah they they sold it to a friend of mine in santa cruz that's amazing because it was in completely unrestored condition. I mean, it yeah. was as much. It seemed like it was as much rust as metal. To be uh, honest, well, you know? yeah, and so here's here's you know uh, uh, where are they now? Uh, if yeah. memory serves, VW edition. Um, so yeah, my a friend of mine in Santa Cruz. Uh, Wait, Santa Cruz. A tree hasn't fallen on it, has it? No, a tree has not fallen on it. Oh, thank God. Um, they bought it. Um, and they started to take it apart to restore it. Oh, wow. Um, and, um, very quickly they found that the rust was actually a bit more pervasive. Really? Than we ever thought. Okay. Um, so it has gone to a friend of theirs body shop, also in Santa Cruz. Okay. Um, where it has been ever since, um, getting all the metal redone okay um getting it you know uh primered um it's i think it's getting painted this month you know what i've got to tell you however sad i was to see it leave the family i'm so glad that it's it's at least going to get restored stock it sounds like yeah it, it it's and it's they're it's not doing velvet the, green yeah and it's still in the it's not like a thousand it's not like in japan or something like right it's, 
I mean, it sounds like, and and you you're still friends with these people? Oh, very, very good friends. Um, every so every now and then, I'll see an update uh, from them on the restoration progress. And and once once it's done, they they want to bring it back over the hill. Um, I I kind of told them about uh, Dad's health issues, yeah, uh, and stuff. And they're like, yeah, we we want to bring it over anytime you want to drive it, Taylor. Come drive it. Um, you know, we want to, you know, have your dad take it for a drive if he wants to, or, or take him for a spin. If there's any it. way I could come to that event. I, I, absolutely. I mean, we'll, oh, okay. we'll find a way to make it happen. Cause I just, I can't tell you like, I mean, I'm sure I probably would get a little emotional. Oh but yeah. In a happy way, not in a way like, Oh, I really miss it. But just like, I'm happy that it has a new life. You know. Oh yeah, I mean? definitely. In fact, I, I think I, I don't want to speak for them but I, I think they're gonna try to get it to this year's kelly park event oh wow okay um again i i, I need to message him and say hey is that starting a lineup is that really gonna happen because i actually kind of would like to go and and if it's gonna be there i'd like to see it good god maybe yes. catch up with some old friends totally now do you know whatever happened to your bus that you sold not um, the Maroon, but the camper Oh, well, yeah. I mean, the, the, the gal I sold it to uh, at the time uh, was living up in the Sacramento area. Okay. Uh, has since moved to Placerville. Okay. Um, so it's, it's, it's living life up in the snow now. Yeah. Um, it, at one point, um, I had it painted dark green on the bottom and then just kind of the white-ish color uh, that it always had been on top um mm-hmm. because i'd done some i'd gotten some metal work done um on the bus and it was multicolored and i'm like i i, I can't stand this so i got some rattle can and i rattle can the bottom half green mm-hmm. um it is now actually let me bring up the picture um oh do 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 wait no wrong folder there it is um it is now kind of a whitish cream on the bottom and on the roof and the center section i'll call it you know where the windows are and then it v's down in the front is kind of a metallic green wow so it's not chopped in purple no it it is it's not chopped it's not lowered it's not purple um um yeah it's um it's 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 a little different it's it's a little bit to kind of take in and go oh like I said earlier, you got your hair did. You okay. got your hair did, yeah. <laughs> I'll um I'll email you some pictures later so you can see yeah. what it looks like. Oh, um, you got that bus in O three? Yeah. What was it? What, what? How much did you give for it? Do you remember? How much Roughly? did I? How much did I sell it for? No, no. How much did you buy? It? I'm just trying to think the. Uh, twenty three hundred. So so in O three it was twenty three hundred. Yeah. And, and in, in 2016, 2016, it was basically 15,000. I think it was 145. Oh, I wow. Took for it. Okay. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. What your bus and my bus? I mean, I say your bus and my bus, like they're still ours. Like, what, what, what do you think current market would be fully restored stock? Oh, uh, boy. Um, a non Westy camper fully restored. Um, I mean, I think you probably could safely ask 25 to 30. 25 to 30, okay. For the camper, uh, for a 21 window deluxe restored. Okay. Um, I mean, I, 
I think you could safely ask 60 to 80. 60 to 80? Okay. I mean, more if you took it to auction. Just because, again, you, you get that emotion yeah. going and you, you get a couple or, you know, a, a few people into a bid war and you can run that number up really high really fast. Mm-hmm. But if you're just selling it on the open market, I mean, I would I would imagine about 60 to 80. I'm, I'm not as up on it, you do know, you as think, I once was. But Do you, do you think the white and, and uh, seafoam green of my bus was the original colors? Yeah, your, yours, um, yours was originally the white and the velvet green. Because I always, like, <clears throat> I always kind of like the red and the black a little bit better. Uh, yeah the the chestnut brown and sealing wax red of the yeah. of the 50s is yeah. hugely popular did they um, not use that color in the 60s no oh really oh. no once they moved into the 60s they kind of um just updated the colors i mean it, yeah. the six the 60s themselves kind of had more of that color palette yeah uh um than the 50s now, did now i i gotta ask a question and it's probably going to be one of the most depressing endings to one of our podcasts ever. Oh dear. Which is, which, which is really like, usually 90% of the time when we do a podcast, I'm really excited afterwards. I'm like, Oh, this is such a great memory. But if you count your bus, my bus, your first bus, the bugs, the mama car, the Avenger, I mean, pretty much there was a Volkswagen in the family. And when I say family, I mean, in the possession of mom or dad or you and me, Pretty much continually from the 1960s up until 2017, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, right now there's no Volkswagens in any of our families, right? Yeah. So that's kind of like a that's kind of like the end of an era. Mm-hmm. You know, um, which is kind of like it's kind of emotional. It definitely is. You know, um, I mean, honestly, I, I haven't had a Volkswagen as a daily driver since probably 1996. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's not like this is a a recent change for me, <laughs> you know? Um, and I, I definitely have to say if we ever did have a vintage Volkswagen again in our lives, I would really hope it was one that was like so restored that it like worked really well all the time and you wouldn't have to like hurt your poor little back all the time working <laughs> on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, I get Cause it. you used to do stuff where you would like, you belong to like a bus club that would like go off roading with these things through like, yeah yeah uh, uh they used to do the what's called the shasta snow trip and it would happen yeah. uh super bowl weekend uh every year and it would start up north of uh clear lake and it would be uh you know as much uh dirt back roads and stuff all the way to shasta city as possible and it would be crossing rivers and um all sorts of crazy shenanigans yeah, I've um, seen some of those internet videos of that. Yeah. It's pretty hardcore stuff. It's it's very hardcore stuff. And it, yeah. it I I I I think in in part just kind of um feeling a little bit of fatigue from doing that, even though it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um I think that that kind of started me down this path of like, I need a break from this. Well what do you what what what's the future look like? Am I gonna see you in a Scirocco anytime soon or a Vanagon? No. Like No. You don't think so? No. No? I mean, like I said, if if we won the lottery or something, yeah, I, I mean, we would definitely get another air cooled. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, no, I'm well, I'm. Well, let's play the let's play the imagination game. Let's say you did win some money. What would you get? <sighs> or is this too painful a topic? Mm, it's it's. I mean, obviously, it's stuff I've thought about. Uh-huh. You know, um, would it be bus or bug? It, it would still be bus. 
Okay. Like if 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 it was if it was you've won the lottery and money's no object. Uh huh. You know, it, it would still be a bus. Um, I, Camel I, van, camper, barn door. Um, I don't know. I do. I do like the campers. Um, I think I'd be just as happy with uh, you know, an eleven room window or a, a hard top deluxe. Um, you know, something just all the family around in kind of stuff. Go to shows. Um, uh-huh. I mean, if it was just like you know, just go get whatever. I mean, honestly, I'd actually probably see about uh, bringing like a right hand drive bus over from Australia or something. Oh, that'd be cool. Um, I think that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, I, I, was, I was like, there was these weird panel vans that looked like they were, they had a double decker on top of them. I oh yeah. The high roof panels. Yeah. Yeah. Those yeah. Those are cool. Fun. Those are cool. Definitely. Um, there's so much variation uh, that was out. Oh there. yeah. There were, there were like firefighting versions of mm-hmm. buses, ambulance, yep. like just really bizarre stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, single cab, crew cabs, uh, extended cabs, what were called, uh, double cabs, yeah. uh, pickup trucks. Yeah. All sorts of stuff. There were, uh, cherry pickers that yeah, they were pickers. built into that. So, you know, you get the big high rising, you know, basket, if you're going to work on like power lines or something, all manner of things. You know what Volkswagen I would get? If I was hmm. the- what would you get? The Volk, the uh, the Volkswagen Slick Air. <laughs> get that custom my, made. I would bring, yeah, I would bring that to life. You That'd know? be pretty awesome. And that would be awesome. Yeah. That would be pretty awesome. <sighs> oh man. <sighs> Anything else that we we haven't thought about? Well, just I mean, you know, viewers, thank you so much for listening. I mean, if you have any Volkswagen memories of your own that you want to share, please feel free to chime in on our social media. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, if you've got one just sitting in your backyard that you want to get rid of for free, let me know. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Might as well pander to the audience a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Well, I, we already kind of dropped it a little bit, but Seb, what are we talking about in April? Well, folks, we're going to be talking about something called People to People. Which, in other words, we're going to be talking about trips that Taylor and I took, respectively, to Australia, New Zealand, and Europe Yeah, um, back in the uh, early to mid-1990s. So we're going to go worldwide, folks. In our next episode, don't miss out. We're going to cover both hemispheres of our little planet. Do a little globetrotting. Globetrotting, exactly. That's right. That's right. Um, awesome. Well, in the meantime, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Memory Serves Pod. You can follow me on Twitter at BlueBoxUFO, and you can follow Seb at Clan McMuffin. Aye, indeed. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Heck, wherever you consume podcasts, just search If Memory Serves. We are also on Spotify. Please do us a favor. Rate and review us as well. Um, you can subscribe to us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G, and you can get all the fantastic shows that we release every month on the Night of the Living Geeks Network. Um, check us out at notlg.spreadshirt.com, and you can get one of yourselves one of our cool If Memory Serves shirts. And if you're able to, we always appreciate it if you can help us out, patreon.com slash notlg. Morgan Willis does our intro and outro music. You can check him out on Facebook. Search up Morgan Willis. His name's all in caps. You can't miss it. He's on Twitter at morganwillis82. And check him out as well on SoundCloud. Just search Morgan Willis. And that's it for us this month. May the uh, road rise up to meet you. And may that puttering sound of uh, loose valves and four cylinders always be at your back. Farford Nugent, everybody. <laughs> Good night.
so to see pictures of my last bus uh wearing slightly different paint now too i'm like oh well, you got well, your hair did 